Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. I'm sitting across two 30 year olds with full time jobs. They're a two man team. They want to help people earning less than $4,500 understand financial concepts without all that complication and through the medium of comics. They're both content creators, but their first post was a surprise hit. It was a 22 panel comic about saving 100,000 by the age of 30. And we're going to pick their brains about how you do just that. It went viral on Facebook, got over 6,000 shares in the first couple of days. And since then, they've garnered a huge social media following. They've since won an SGX Orb Award for the visual treat that is the webcomic The Woke Salary Man. He Rui Ming and Go Wei Chun. Good morning, guys. Hi, hey, good morning. I want to rename your comic to The Awakened Salary Men. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to call I it. I think that's, that's probably more factually accurate uh, because we are awakened already. But like the reason why we call it woke also was because the, the word woke has a connotation of being like socially aware or being just aware in general. And we wanted to have that connotation about finance, that we are woke about finance. So you don't get that awakened. Awakened is more of a, like I a wake up in chance. the morning kind of thing. Like you didn't want the past tense. Yeah, but the, the word woke has that connotation. You wanted the word woke. Yes, we want yeah. that. that. Okay. And it's, it's punchy also. It's yeah. nicer to say. I thought like maybe about uh, it's equipment, it'd be about like making like the the right decisions that are like good for society. I mean, work salary man is actually just, people always focus on the salary man portion of the name. But there's also like the work portion, which is uh, give back to society and, and do some good as well. Okay, so yeah. your whole idea is to reach out to a very particular segment. Tell me why Singaporeans, are, uh, of anyone earning less than 4500 is who you want to speak to. I think that's like slightly below like the median salary of the people in Singapore. And I think the fact is like those people who are earning more and probably have like a lot more uh, resources to already know what to do. So we want to cater to like the every man on the street who just doesn't know how to start. Yeah, like for me when I started out, right, what made me think about money, right, was my debt coming out of college. So I remember just being in the state of, okay, I want to have a better relationship with money. How do I even start? To me, right, once I once you ignite that spark of, okay, let's do some research, then it all becomes easier. But always the initial step, right, I found was the absolute hardest for me. So we want to make that initial step easier for people. Oh. And I think that helps a lot because we don't need to tell everybody about the little nitty-gritty deep dive stuff when it comes to finance because there's so many great sites out there in Singapore that already do that. So we really need something that starts people off so that they will then go and do their own research. Okay, okay. So here you are, both in your 30s. You still have full-time jobs while you do this. So how did this get started? The Woke Salaryman webcomics. <laughs> in April, by the way, right? Yeah. yeah. And you've since... Got, how, how large is your social media following? Uh, I think around 45k followers. 45,000 in four months. That's huge. Um, how did this get started? And what did you have to do to grow your following? So I think uh, initially I wrote an article, uh, just like, you know, standard article, you know, very long, a lot of oh, text. Like on Facebook? Oh, it was on Medium back then. Uh, Medium, med- okay. Yeah, Medium back then. And then uh, I was trying to document my journey of saving like 100,000 in Singapore and all the things I had to do. This article did like pretty well. I think he had like 500 shares on it. Wow. But then I, I told Wei Chun, who's a great illustrator, I was yeah. like, hey, you know what, maybe if you... Okay. Il- you don't want that. You're on air, okay? I can see the love yeah. between the two of you. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, I told him like, hey, you know what? Maybe if we make it in like a more, uh, a graphic form, like a shorter form, it will be more accessible. Because I used to work in advertising 
and uh, I think the people there are more free spirited uh, when it comes to their, their finances. So whenever I, I directed them, oh, that's the euphemism of another level, free spirited. <laughs> but you mean to say they are very not very spendthrift, not clever huh? with their money. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, don't, don't make me say that on okay, air. Okay, sorry, yeah. I just okay. did. I said it for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, her words, not mine. Yeah. yeah. So every time I would try to show them like uh, one of these like articles, like, you know what? I'll be telling my friend, like, you know, this is a great article. Please go. Please read go it. read it. Yeah, then you can get started on the journey where you have been complaining to me about for like a whole year about like how you're unable to start. And then they'll be like, oh, I YOLO. Yeah, or, like, so really, it was the initial audience of your friends in advertising yeah. who couldn't get these dense financial concepts in the written word. I, I wouldn't even say that they couldn't get simple financial concepts in the written word. <laughs> but, but, but to be honest, right, it took me a long time to get it as well. Like just to take the first step to, okay, index funds. Like yeah. that took me a long time to even understand what, an index what it means. Fund is. Because I might understand the definition of it, right? Yeah. But how it fits within this ecosystem, right, is something that is actually so intimidating it to is. me as a beginner yeah. and I'm just reading articles and these articles are from perspective of people who are breathing and living it yeah. so I really need this who have their own vested interest in it so yes, never yes. Sure so I don't know who to trust also right yeah. so well really you scroll down then they're selling something like, I don't know whether to trust this or not so you're also trying to educate yourself through your webcomic that's how I do yeah. because I'm not as financially on my journey as, as Rui Ming is Rui Ming is the one who wrote the article because he achieved it I just barely paid off my college debt which I was very proud of myself for doing so. But yeah. the money, when I look at it, it's not a lot of money, but it was very difficult. So would you say Raming changed your relationship with money uh, by sharing what he knew? Yes, and also whenever I had issues with anything like, what's STI ETF? I asked him, uh, then he'll tell me Facebook Messenger, then I just go back and forth. I, I asked him all my stupid questions and that's what, what I really needed. I needed somewhere that I could ask stupid questions. So you are the money mastermind, Raming? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm money mastermind. I just huh? say like, in doing, I'm doing okay. Yeah. So you saved 100,000 by 30. That was your 22 pounds comic went viral on Facebook and that was your life experience? Yeah. Wow, how'd you do it? Uh, I think the most important thing about like financial independence to me is really three things. The first is uh, earning more money, uh, saving money and finally like investing. So uh, investing really doesn't really do much for you at this stage when you, you start off with zero. So I really focus on like earning more so I improved my skills, constantly asked for pay raise, was very annoying to my boss <laughs> and really cut down my expenses like, you know, like less taxis, uh, less coffees. Yeah, less coffees. Like, give up on buying a car, cycle to work. Yeah, all stuff like that. So actually, it, it was very simple steps. Earn more. And did you manage to up your salary by just asking? Ah, yes. I mean, of course, I had to deliver the, the work that made me like worthy of a salary. Okay. Increment. Yeah, yes. But also as a f- close friend of Ray Mings, right? Yeah. I have to say he hustles very hard. Like, he works after work on more stuff. Like, he doesn't just go back and Netflix and chill. He actually worked really hard to get to 100k at 30 and I saw that. Yeah. So I was also like, okay, that's what it takes. Because it's very difficult to just think about 100k in a very abstract way. I don't even know what that even means or what that signifies. But when I see the actions that you need to take to get there, right, it also influenced me a little bit in how I look at my future, how I want to change my future and what it might take for me to change my future. Nah. What was your, your awakening moment for you, uh, Wei Chun, when it came to changing your relationship with money? When do you realise you had to do that? When I graduated, you University. 
with and debt. I realized that I have 25k of debt and I had no idea how I was going to pay that off I fantasized about always having a house somewhere yeah. but I never thought about how I would afford it and I did look at prices of flats and, and stuff like that and yeah. I was just like gobsmacked like I can't I can't do this with my current spending I have several vices like video games but my biggest one was cameras I would spend a lot of money on cameras you're joking in this day and age with the handphone cameras you're buying cameras oh yeah I love cameras okay. and I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on, on cameras when I actually couldn't afford I just I don't know how I do it Right, but basically I was saving nothing like, I was just living paycheck to paycheck and I didn't know better so when I saw other people's bank accounts especially at my age I was like wow they got so much saved up right. it's not normal for me to have $125 left by the end of the month <laughs> oh no I hope it's not like that now no no, no it's not like that okay yeah, yeah. thanks yeah you know, your comics are so great that I understand financial planners are using your comics and you want them to stop because they're using it without your permission. I think it's fine if they share and I, and I think it's great also because financial planners are naturally attuned to the topics that we cover. Yeah. What I don't like, right, is when they sell something on the back of that. When they say, oh, call me at this number at the end. Oh, like, that's not the narrative that we want to push. La, that yeah. the solution, hence, right, is call this guy. Right, right. We want to push it more from internal. So because you need to change the way you're really about first. the spirit of public education. Mm, right? yes. Exactly. Yeah, which is what we're about here on Money and Me. So um, tell me what your financial portfolio looks like, Raiming. So you saved 100000 before the age of 30. Yeah. Uh, so you're 30 now. Yes. Uh, so what does your financial portfolio look like? Well, I have maybe like 120000 on in the stock market. In the Singapore stock market? Uh, I think uh, they are separated between like US stocks and uh, Singapore stocks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Singapore stock is the STI ETF portion. And then I have maybe around forty grand in uh, emergency savings fund. Okay, great. And can I ask, Wei Chun? So I have, I think, $150 in savings plans that I dole out every month and I'm thinking of putting a stop to that, but I'm not sure. I'm still considering. I recently paid off my 25k college debt. I just wiped it out. Wow. So I see that as my investment. Now. Thank you, well thank you. Done. Because the percentage rate is like 4.75. So I did some calculations on what I might get with my bank versus that. Any credit card debt? No, no, no credit card. I never no ever. I paid off straight away. Like I, I don't want to. So the, so the thing I realized was the credit card was like very important to have because when I bought a house, then oh, they look at your credit rating. And if you have no credit card, you have no credit rating. Wow. So it was very important for young people actually to get credit card. Yeah. And the credit card is like a double-edged sword. Like if you don't know how to use it, it will, it will mess you up. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. The compound interest works against you. Yes, yes. It's very scary. Yeah, but if you don't yeah. know how to use it, you can actually like reap the rewards. So yeah, let's the, talk about some misconceptions yep. about money that you want to bring up. Come on. Oh yeah, so, so so for me, right, I'm an artist. Uh, so I draw. I still have like romantic notions about what art is and how art can benefit society, humanity, things like that. I have very lofty goals about how my art can save the world. Nobel Prize. It could. Not Nobel Prize. La. Yeah, it could. <laughs> yeah, it could. But the thing is... That's the power like, of literature, my friends. I, I need to also provide for myself and I need to also take care of myself. I need to have my needs met. And if I'm not able to eat well, have a roof over my head. I can't do any art. So I used to have this notion that money is not important. And that was the biggest harm for me to overcome. Just the idea that it's not bad to say, hey, I need some money. It's, it's not bad to just admit uh, that money is important. In fact, right, confronting the idea that money is important and understanding it and trying to have this, like I say, relationship with money has helped me right, have a better relationship with my art because it allows me to be able to satisfy my basic needs like food, clothing, shelter. And I can carve out time outside of work to do my art and not feel guilty about it. 
I don't have to feel like this is part of my identity. So if I do art, right? Mm. If I corrode it with money, I start thinking about, oh, how, can, how am I going to make this a business? Yeah. I used to feel like, oh, then I'm tainting it already. I'm making it. I'm selling out, so to speak. You haven't started the woke salary man to make any money. So actually we started it, right? Basically to learn about making content for social media in the hopes that that will then give us a very good portfolio that we can leverage to then maybe start a business or do consultation for other services. Or, but somehow it has Take evolved. Taken on a life of yeah, its own. Yeah, it's, it's becoming a business actually. Like we are being pushed to think about this as a business before we are even ready for it. It's a problem, but it's a great problem to have. Just trying to like keep it sustainable because actually uh, Wei Chun, he actually spends like quite a lot of time drawing the comics. I mean, I had, uh, 10 days to make a so, comic? So it, so it depends it's because true. life gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> I need to go out with friends. I need to. And I, I find it very important to have that balance. So I just draw it outside of work. I usually draw it on my iPad on the way back on the train because I'm trying to utilize my long commute time. So wow. I spend at least two, three hours on it every day. That's a lot of effort that goes into the woke salary, man, the web comic strip that we're talking about. Her Wei Ming and Go Wei Chun are the two man team behind uh, the web comics. They've won an SGX Orb Award for their work. And, you know, all you have to do is look at their Facebook page, 45,000 followers, to know that it's becoming a real hit. And it's always great when you see homegrown art uh, taking off like that. Homegrown artists doing really, really well. So, Wei Ming, you are the, the man with the ideas. Uh, Wei Chun, graphic designer by backgrounds you draw these ideas Remy, what sort of misconceptions about money do you think is important to highlight oh I mean before that I just want to say that Weishun also provides ideas but he's mainly the man with the pen right yeah yes. but yeah. We, we take turns to uh, ideas you draw you know, as well story. nah I don't draw you don't I'm a terrible at drawing yeah, barely. Yeah, <laughs> super badly <laughs> misconceptions about yeah. money you'd like uh, to raise okay I think many people always think investing is like a incredibly fast way to, to become rich but uh, I, I mean, as we ex- sort of like explore early on, if you're starting off with like zero, right, it's actually like a terrible way to expect fast returns. Well, m- mostly because, you know, when your capital is small, you know, your return on investment is also small. Okay, let's say you have uh, 20,000 and you, you're a super good investor and you do like fantastic at the stock market. That's only $2,000, $2,000 earned. But f- to achieve that sort of level of return, you need to spend like six to eight uh, hours every week, like looking at the stock market. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so, so why not like, you know, at that stage, take on like a more passive investment, just set it and forget it. And then y- you work on improving like your income, your income level. So I, I will say like that. What were you saving 100000 for? To put in the stock market? Well, uh, I would like to have financial freedom by 35. So at 35, I would like to actually work because I want to, not because I need to. So that's what I'm striving for. So your idea is to live off, what, 4% of your investments? That would be like an optimistic scenario, but I'm kind of like planning for like, you know, a scenario where it could be even like 3% or, or 2%. Okay, well, I've had 25-year-olds sitting where you are who have attained financial independence because they taught themselves to invest in NS. So that's amazing. Yeah, highly possible. That's highly, highly amazing. possible. Um, tell me about how you deal with creative conflict between the two of you. Actually, I think we are quite okay because like, we are both open to making the idea better. So sometimes I get a bit sad when my idea is not accepted, which is very normal. But for me, I'm able to sleep it off in one night. Mm. And I always understand that none of it comes from a point of jealousy, paranoia, whatever. We are just trying to make the content better. Mm. So it's very important for artists to learn how to take a step back and just be objective about comments about your art and be able to just compromise. What do you think has been key to why your content on social media has been able to resonate? Okay, I would say like while the, the advice that we give like has some value, I would say a lot of it is because of the, 
uh, illustrations, like they really make it accessible compared to other sites out there. So I would say like the illustrations play like a, a huge part. There's some singlish in it, right? Yeah, we try to make the tone not so serious or not so technical because actually Ray Ming is a very good writer. So he's a copywriter. He writes for advertising. So he's very good at making very nice, catchy, shareable phrases. Ah. They're they're almost like mini slogans on them, like mini taglines, each of our panels. And we like that. And people share that as a result because it's very easy to remember, easy to say. They want to get you woke, not broke. I read that somewhere. Yeah, very nice. Uh, in the past, I worked in advertising. I, I made people buy things they didn't need. So now I am, you know... Uh, now you're using your powers with language yeah, just for doing, good. Using the powers for good. <laughs> giving back. Yeah, yeah, giving back. Good, good karma. <laughs> you have a panel called uh, What Are Common Singaporean Saving Goals Ranked by Feasibility? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, what yeah. is the most feasible and least feasible in your ranking? So I think uh, housing would be the most feasible. I think over 80% of Singaporeans like own a home. So, yeah, that's definitely feasible. Uh, the most unfeasible one, if, if I recall correctly, would be uh, a car or a dream wedding. Yeah, a dream wedding. Both Are you like. both single? I'm engaged. Okay, because so we got planning a, for that dream Yeah, we have a resale, yeah. Planning for it, yes. Planning for it. Yes. Okay. So are you, you are educating yourself, would you say, as you build this web comic? Yeah, I think like, we don't ever have, or I, I don't ever look at it like I'm the authority here. The great thing about social media is that you can start conversations and you can ask people as well. Yeah. And we grow along with our yeah. audience and we learn from them as well. So they ask, they give you some ideas that you then work on? Yeah, absolutely. I think there are people who message us, right, who are far ahead of us in terms of just sheer amount saved. And sometimes they write to us and say, actually, do you have any advice on how to get to 5 million? And we go, <laughs> we are not even there yet. So actually, how do you even get to 5 million? So do you use their advice maybe or do you incorporate their ideas? So uh, I think we're always open to have like our perspective change like actually we'll, we'll love it if like someone could actually we could do something uh, one day someone come like actually you know that's wrong you know uh, this is how it you actually have collaborated is. with DBS for example right uh, yeah we mm. have yeah. Yes. so there are financial institutions that are coming on to work with you oh yeah where yeah. do you get your ideas from is what I want to know where do you get your financial ideas from they're all personal most of them are personal stories sometimes we have uh, guest contributors for example uh, there was one about how a wedding shouldn't be as expensive as it, as it is so there was actually our friend we actually called him the uh, the regretful mid-career Good man yeah. <laughs> so he was actually uh, he was transitioning yeah. between careers uh, so he had a very unique perspective so we leveraged that we used his expert opinion on being a regretful mid-career man to make content uh. so we're also looking to expand in that way to open up to more uh, perspectives uh. yeah so before we let you go, um, you know, our audience pretty much is your audience as well. They're hungry for financial knowledge. What are some very important things you would like them to know about your journey with money so far? For me, it is that it is not shameful to admit that money is important. That's always the biggest thing for me. That, that was the biggest obstacle for me growing up as an artist. Like, I don't need money. Like, my art will sustain Money's not me a bad thing. through sheer mm. passion. But so. in fact, right... Having a good relationship with money would also mean that I have a good relationship with my art because there's no guilt about it and I understand how this all comes together. Yeah. That's my takeaway. Yeah, I would say like too many people uh, these days, I mean because of advertising, you know, they, they spend beyond their means. So I would say like there's no shame in, in living within your means or even like below your means. There's no shame in like downgrading, getting like a smaller house, not, not getting a car, taking mm. public, uh, public transport every day because at least you don't spend that much and you don't look that glam but you can have a comfortable life rather than overextending yourself and, and suffering for it. Mm. So, yeah. Great advice, guys. I look forward to more of the Woke Salary Man. Thank you so much for coming by. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Great having 
having you on Money and Me, my guest Hurray Ming and Go Wei Chun. And again, you can check there on Facebook and Instagram as well. Yes. The Woke Salary Man is what it's called. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.